And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. Doc Manson at Doc Manson. I don't know about you, but holy poop, I'm tired. I am also pretty tired, DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. I feel like I I can just turn it back on, though. As soon as that record button gets hit, I'm just here. I am ready to go. Let's do a show. You and me. But for the end. Um, something like that i i am glad to to see your energy um i hope it will be infectious in time but i will admit i'm dragging right now and i can tell you're dragging too but you're you're putting on a brave face with your uh whatever cornflake bar that you got from the bestie chat you want to talk about that for a minute since i see you munching on it it's a cornflake bar Kind of like Rice Krispie treats. Got cornflakes and marshmallow and uh, some chocolate chips. Yep. Maybe some cocoa powder. How would you rank? So how would you rank it compared to an actual Rice Krispie treat? Inferior. Okay. I would much rather have a Rice Krispie treat. The um the cornflakes are just bland and tasteless themselves sure so the flavor is really just chocolate which is fine yeah but then like the other i feel like the cornflakes also bring a sog to the proceedings that you don't get with the rice krispies mm-hmm. i mean you do once the rice krispies get a few days old i suppose sure. but now it's been know. it's chocolatey so i mean how bad can it be right it's but. been a very long time since i've had a rice krispie treat don't those also just taste like marshmallow? They do, more or less. Okay. So are but you, you s- can put like some vanilla in there or something. So I suppose yeah, that's yeah, true. Maybe a little bit, you know. It's different, but I think it's the cornflakes that I'm really rebelling against here more than the flavor. This begs the question, what other cereals would make a good uh, oh. Rice Krispie bar? If you oh, if you're doing it with Rice Krispies, and you're doing it with uh, cornflakes, let's let's crack open that vault. What one of a- the one of my all time favorite pay per view snacks that we've made in years past, and <clears throat> we made it for um, all out or all in or whatever that last whatever that pay per view was. They were, they, I know they have shows called All Out and All In. Yeah. I don't know which one it is. I believe I this watched. one was All Out. Anyways, we make one with um, Golden Grams. Oh, yes. And marshmallows. Yes. And peanut butter. Um, and those are delightful. They're probably my favorite bar style snack of all time. Of all time. Now, we, we've covered cereals, I have to believe, probably multiple times on this show. I am a strong proponent of the Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Do you think that would work? I don't know. I might have difficulty if only because of um, all the all the, the cinnamon sugar. Like, is it going to adhere correctly with the 
with the uh, with, with with the marshmallow. I mean, I mat probably. Um, I guess the cinnamony flavor. It's got to be like a churro bar or something. Yeah, try to that's pretend. kind of what I was I thinking. Guess it, it would, would kind of come out like a did. churro. Yeah. Mrs. Manson. Mrs. Manson. <clears throat> I think you should try this. Because, again, you could go with, like, the Lucky Charms, because that also has marshmallow built into it. So yeah, those would... marshmallows are gross, and Lucky Charms are just weirdly shaped Cheerios. That's all they are. Fruit Loops? I try it. <laughs> so we'll we'll look forward to your um your own suggestions of your favorite cereals. I know they have Reese's puffs. Do you partake in the Reese's puffs? I have been known to, yes. Peanut butter marshmallow? Like a peanut butter and fluff sandwich? Yeah, I mean be alright. I stopped eating shit cereal. Around the t- beginning of the pandemic. Sure. So I haven't had any of that fun stuff in quite some time. Uh, I understood. You, know, you and I talked before about um, about this show. And, you know, we usually record on Wednesdays. I had to work late yesterday. Um, you're a busy person. I'm a tired person. I can't say I've been busy, but I'm not by by, you know, every day. I'm not usually a busy person. We talked about having this be a mailbag show. Uh, do you want to jump into the mailbag? I have questions for you, but I also yeah, don't want to. I, I think th- this is going to be a shorter episode overall. Yeah. But, you know, shorter to me is just like, you know, 60 minute mark or something like that. Let, let's get let's get this out of the way right away. Did you watch any wrestling this week? I don't believe I did. Did you? Neither did I move on. But that's interesting to me, though, because you didn't watch any last week either. And I'd like to talk about that because that means you haven't watched any wrestling in two weeks. There was the longest you haven't watched wrestling in, I don't know, the last decade. There was a day in which it was not Friday. I watched some wrestling Friday. So I suppose I have in the since we talked last, I have. I stayed home. I did not go to work. Um, I stayed home. No, that was Wednesday. At some point over the last <laughs> week and a half or so, I, I did watch some wrestling. I watched a, an NXT. I think it was before we recorded last. I watched an NXT. I'm still a few weeks old. And then I watched some 2001 wrestling. But I'm just not. It's. I don't. At the moment, I don't care. I paid attention to the draft. I said this last week when they... You know, when they said, oh, we did the draft, but it's not going to take place until after Crown Jewel. In my head, I was like, then there's no reason to watch any wrestling till after Crown Jewel. Because you're oh, like it, they did it, but it doesn't go into a. Yes. Until yes. Then? So like Zion oh, okay. Lee got drafted to SmackDown, but you're not going to see her until after Crown Jewel. So why do I care about whatever you're doing between now and then? Ah, So you can watch the lead into that wonderful Blood Money show. Yeah, that I, I won't be watching that. Oh, come on. So, first question. Uh, would you move slightly to your right? Is that a filing cabinet behind you, or is that your large server behind you in the big um, gray? Neither, really. It, 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 I guess technically maybe a filing cabinet, but really it's just a uh, under desk cabinet the top two drawers are just drawers the bottom drawer is a filing drawer is that what it used was... to be underneath my desk and now that the tower is under your desk you had to move it got it correct uh second thing 
And I my po- server, my NAS is right next to that though. It's this larger black box. Yes, I had a feeling that was it. Yeah, but that was it. I was like, is his server so big? It's like a piece of like it's like a filing cabinet size. No, I don't actually really have a server. That's just a net- network attached storage device. It's not set up as a server. So yet. Yeah, it could be, but I don't think I'm going to. I think I'll just leave it as an internal uh, facing yeah. storage. Uh, this this next question is slightly delicate. It feels as if your facial hair is thinner on the edges than it was before. Did you did you get a haircut? Did you? Uh, it definitely. I. It's not that it's. It's not that it's it's thinner. I. I it is thinner. I did shave. I did. I did thin it out. Um, and it definitely went thinner than I wanted it to. Um, and then, but see, the thing is, I used the same comb, like c- guide comb, mm-hmm. all over it. But yes, the edges are definitely shorter yeah. than under the nose. And yes, I'm feeling very out of sorts about it. So thank okay. you, thank you for noticing. I appreciate that. That's I don't use a guide. Nice. I don't use a guide comb. I just eyeball it when I trim the mustache hair. But yeah. I have a much fuller facial yeah, hair than you. Yeah. So. And part of my issue is on this side, I, I, I think I've noticed in, in particular, is, is where like, like right, basically a thumb width outside of the nose is where I start turning more blonde. So like if you look at it that, close up, that it's could not be, like okay. super thin, but the coloring is wrong. So the ring light hits it in such a way. Because then you turned your head at one point, and I'm like, no. Yeah. It honestly looks like this part's fine and this part, but it, that probably is. I'm Yeah, I've got all sorts. I got yeah. white in there. I it got blonde right. in there. It ain't right. That's for sure. But I'm sticking with it. I mostly wear a mask in public, so I'm not That's too true. self-conscious. Uh, very, very briefly. Thanks, DC. Sorry. How are things? Uh, fine, fine. Thank you for checking in. Uh, my, my, my mental health is, is, is struggling. I'm, I, I, I think I, I'm reaching the point of exhaustion yeah. with my, with my marathon sprint this semester. Sure. Um, I basically made the decision for this next chapter that I'm starting tomorrow. I'm not going to make my own slides. I'm going to use, um, some prior prepared slides that good. I have. I think that's the good. problem, of course, is I still have to go through them and make notes and all of that. So it's still a good portion of the work, but it is going to save me some time, which will be good, I guess, overall. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I got to make my exam and my practice exam for next week now over the weekend. And I have an exam, a practical exam in my day job, my regular job. That's next week as well. So I was doing that today. And I'm just exhausted and I'm ready for this to be over, basically. Mm-hmm. But we're only not quite halfway there. So have you picked up chain smoking? Yeah, have you picked up any bad habits? I don't think so. And I do think you know I'm handling it pretty well emotionally and all that. I don't feel like I'm that on edge or as you asked me a few weeks ago, you know, do you feel like you're a jackass and you're impossible to be around or you know, however you I don't believe I don't believe I phrase it quite that way, but okay. it was pretty close. It was it was pretty. Wow. Close. Um, that, I did that a couple weeks ago. And then this week I insulted the mustache. I'm a I'm a bastard this you're week. You're a great friend, D.C. Oh, my great goodness. friend. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, overall, I think I'm I'm managing it all pretty well. I'm, um, but but I'm tired. I'm mm-hmm. tired. And um, 
like I said, something had to, something's got to give. So I'll take a little lighter on some of those slides. Part of the, part of the issue was so I was given slides and I was looking through them and they don't make it much sense to me, right? Because there's sort of a mishmash of pre-prepared slides and stuff that the person who was teaching the course previously was adding to it. Sure. And I would get to certain parts of those slides that just didn't make any sense. And I would spend enough time trying to figure out what the heck they were saying that it was just more it was more time efficient to just make my own. Yeah. Um, but I have found essentially publisher provided slides for these chapters and they're very straightforward and I'm just going to use those because close enough. Yeah. It'll be, it would be interesting to wonder, to find out like, would anyone notice? And maybe oh, definitely. If, you think so? There'll be a I think so. Only because my slides, um, I tend to have a very distinct visual style with it. You know, more modern, more photos, less text, um, that sort of thing. So they'll definitely notice a difference. But you put jokes in there every so often. Yes, yes, every so often. Um, so in the first chapter, we were talking about the history of uh, microbiology and. Really, the founder of epidemiology, he, you know, was one of the first people who sort of was able to trace back uh, the source of a cholera epidemic. Um, his name was John Snow, and so <laughs> you know, in all my slides, again, when I'm talking about the history, all these figures, I have pictures of them, and they're all these old timey portraits and whatever. And so you get to this guy, click over, and boom, it's John Snow, of course from Game of Thrones, and I go, oh, hey, uh, not that Jon Snow, you know. And I got a few chuckles. Got me some pity chuckles. So. Mm -hmm. No, I think there was a few people who were genuinely entertained by that one. So, yes, occasionally I will. Well, that's it. You are, you are a very entertaining and, I would say, funny person in real life. So I just wonder how much that translates to, to work documents. Yeah, not that much, I don't think. A little bit, but I will say more recently I haven't been doing that. It's mostly just been trying to churn out these slides then I just deliver them, and I'm just trying to get through it at this point. And sure. I think, I think my, I think my lectures have become increasingly, um, terrible, yeah. eh, subpar for my standards. I think the the students are still getting stuff out of it. Like I don't, I don't know that they have noticed much difference, but I feel like I could be doing a better job. But you know, I think that just comes with self reflection and. Um, you know, taking down notes, what can be approved for next time, all that sure. sort of stuff. The sort of, of stuff course. that you're supposed to do as an educator, you know, you're Just always think, improving, iterating, etc. In in 10 or 12 years, think of how good these presentations are going to be. Oh, yeah. And the other thing I'm doing is I'm trying to get together um, application materials because I'm trying to apply some other jobs as well. So I've been doing that simultaneously this last couple of days. So, yeah, you could just hypothetical situation for you. I'm sure you'll find a way to obstruct it, and that's fine. If you could take tomorrow off, and the rule was you, you had, in fact, you had to take tomorrow off, you could not work on anything for any of your jobs. You, from the moment you woke up to the moment you fell asleep tomorrow, you had to do. I won't say nothing, but you, you had to do a choice leisure activity. What would you spend the day doing? Um, probably what my piece of positivity is going to be. Okay. 
then we'll just pivot. Then we'll wait. I don't want to ruin it like I did last week. <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. Uh, yeah, it's been it's been a rough week. Like I said, you know, uh, being yeah. a teacher. The nice part about being a teacher is you don't have to work late all that often. Last night was one of those nights, and I was only there for a grand total of like twenty five minutes that I had to be on, and that was still enough. I am. I everyone's getting sick. We're all getting those fall colds. And I think I don't know that I have one, but I feel like I'm fighting it off because I slept through the night and woke up and just wanted to go back to sleep. So you say that teachers don't have to work late all that often. Is that because you've been doing it for 30 years or 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 what? Because I so, feel like we know, you know, we have we have friends of the show who are teachers sure. who might who might not agree with that comment. I'm not going to I'm referring to. Uh, evening activities where you need to be at school serving in a role as a as a teacher. That rarely happens. You got your open houses, you got your parent-teacher conferences, maybe there's a couple of other events that you might go to. You could choose... Concert band. You could choose to go to those things. People who live in town will occasionally, you know, let me go cheer on the men's soccer team or the boys' soccer team. Let me go to the girls' basketball game or something like that. I don't do any of that. I don't live in the town I work in. I'm not going out there specifically to go support people I don't teach. My age group doesn't have extracurricular activities like that. Um, So this was an open house, and it was virtual. So I had to go into my classroom and sit and open a Zoom meeting and talk for 25 minutes about what uh, I do and what the school year is going to look like. And... Four parents showed up. Right. Which is uh, less than a third. No, yeah, less than a third of the number of parents. Um, so, yeah, so I presented to, to four parents for 25 minutes, and then I came home. But that was still enough. <clears throat> so many teachers choose to, like, lesson plan and do that stuff. I do that rarely. I have been doing this a while. So I don't particularly need to. I, I feel like spend a lot of time lesson planning. I know what we're doing. I have the materials. So, but no, this was just an actual, like I had to put a polo shirt back on because I came home in between and then go back out again. So. Well, I'm sorry to hear that you had to spend an extra 25 minutes at work this week. It sounds awful. I spent, I spent twice that much time driving to and from work. Thank you. Thank you for your sympathy. I don't care that it was fake. I don't care that it was sarcastic. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, so, no, yeah. But, you know, you're, you're entitled to be tired. Everybody is. Anyway, so. I, and I think it's just this is it's, a, it's, it's dragging us down, you know, having to do all this stuff. And dealing with, you know, remnants of the pandemic and all of that. And everyone's trying to get back to normal. And oh, now we need to refocus. And here are our new initiatives for the year. And it's like, ah, you're flu- you have nice biceps, Doc. Oh, thank you. You. Got, you got the gun show. Are you still working with your kettlebells or whatever? I haven't done, I think, one day of exercise since the semester started. <laughs> um, but I want to get back to what I do. I do. And you are, you are flu shotted now. I am flu shot. I got a flu shot this morning. I don't know that we, I really needed it because, again, everybody's all masked up. And I mean, I, I'm guessing the flu season is going to be pretty mild because masks yes. ought to cut down sure. the transmissibility of the flu as well. And it's not that transmissible to begin with. So 
Eh, but I figured better safe than sorry. Don't want to play that game. Don't want to have the sniffles and say, is mm-hmm. it uh, is it the corona or is it the flu? Let's yeah. Let's just let's just bypass that game altogether. You know. Yeah, yeah. We're supposed to get it this weekend, but we got to try to, you know, actually go and get it. Yeah. Was it offered to you at at one of your jobs? You can Indeed. Get it through there. That's nice. Yeah. We used to do that, and then Corona happened, and now they don't want extra people in the building, so now we have to go seek it elsewhere. Which we shall. Which we shall. Uh, we did say we wanted to make this slightly shorter. Doc's a busy man. He's got slides. He's got exams. Speaking of friends of the show who may or may not be teachers, yes. I also wanted to t- mention that Oscar got a present in the mail this week um, from Rachel. Thank you, Rachel. What do you it get? Was, it was a paperback book, The Hollow Wiener. It's a children's book, a, a Halloween tale uh, starring a dachshund named mm-hmm. Oscar. He couldn't resist. Um, Oscar has enjoyed it very much. Uh, it made eat, me smile as well. Is he eating it? Oh, yeah. Please tell me one of you actually like pulled, pulled Oscar into your lap and read him the book. Absolutely. Mrs. Manson uh, did that the night it was received. And there were photos taken as evidence. I'm... I'm glad. I'm very glad. Uh, I don't have any special shout outs at all. I, I took the week off of other podcasting. There has been no joy of booking this week. The next so episode, the, the next episode, the next episode I do, however, uh, will be a special episode uh, in which I uh, do a little mini tournament for the first five collections of the British Baking Show from Netflix. Hmm. So we are we are rewatching once again, and we've gotten to your favorite guy, your favorite Raoul. Raoul's there, all you know, neurotic and everything. <laughs> <laughs> he's great, uh, but he's technically collection six, so we won't be including him in this tournament. He'll be in the next one. Uh, let's get to the emails so we can we can get on with our bad selves. Podcast at ddtwrestling.com. Uh, the first one I have comes from Glenn. You have Glenn first or is Danielle first? I don't see Danielle. So I have Mitchell first by three hours. Interesting. Glenn says October 7th. Is this not the right one? Uh, I don't know. Ghosties and ghoulies and things that go bump in the night. Oh, that's really old. But um, we didn't read. Did we? Oh, we did read this one. We read that one. Okay. Then I don't have Glenn's either. So, <laughs> all right, Glenn says, hi, guys, really quick question for discussion this week. Subject line, by the way, comic situation. Mm. Uh, <clears throat> really quick question. What would be your top three sitcoms of all time? And we can sort something out with StreamYard for the big 300. Thanks, Glenn. Thank you, Glenn. Um, do you, do you, like, three do you like sitcoms at all? I mean, Sure. Sure. Sort of, right? Um, I liked, uh, you know, back in the day, Full House. Sure. Family Matters. I wouldn't list them as top three now, I don't think. Um, For me, top three would probably be... Hmm. I don't know. I liked Brooklyn Nine-Nine, although I haven't finished all the seasons yet. Yeah. Um, But early on, I think that show was quite good. I like Parks and Rec, mm-hmm. although the first season I don't like much no. at all. 
but second season forward is good. Um, I like The Office as well, but again, first season's a little rough. Um, and then, of course, after like season seven is not great either. But yeah, I don't know, probably The Office and Parks and Rec and maybe Community. I really like Community. Community is real good. Um, I like Community a lot. So might be those. I mean, maybe Seinfeld's on there somewhere too. But Seinfeld would definitely be on my list, mainly because I haven't seen any of those ones you mentioned. Oh, they're um, all good. You know, I again, I go back. I seem like I feel like I'm mentioning this one every week. I go back to Perfect Strangers. I can't tell you a whole lot about what happened in that show, but I just love it. Um, you want to get old school? Give me some Elf. True. True. That was, that was everything I wanted as a kid because it was a sitcom. Plus, it had an alien in it, and, and it was an alien that was obsessed with eating a cat. Hilarious to a ten-year-old. Hilarious. Sci-fi, was, comedy, oh yeah, so good. Um, I did watch almost the entire Big Bang Theory. I can't say I Ugh. loved it, but I watched it. That show I hate. No uh, show worse think, than that is Friends. Sorry, Rachel. I don't think I saw all of it, but I was quite fond of Night Court back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Back in the day, I appreciated Night Court. I haven't seen it um, since I was a kid, so I don't know if it holds up. I really mm-hmm. like the first season of The Good Place. Sure. Um, I don't think season two is pretty good also, but I don't, the last season, I don't know if the last season was three or four. I forget. It, it's, it's, I think it's overstaying its welcome at this point. But the first season, real, real good. You want to just watch a solid season of television, watch the binge, the first season of The Good Place. That's a real good show. I don't think, oh, I, I don't know. Do you consider... Black Adder to be a sitcom. I personally don't. But I mean, I could I could see some people classifying it that way. Sure. If if we're counting Black Adder, then Black Adder. Yeah, uh, probably. I guess it counts. I mean, like Monty Python's Flying Circus wouldn't count because it's a variety show, you know. But yeah, and I wouldn't count a bit of Fly and Lord, Fry and Lord because. No. But, but I think there, Black there was a counts. there was a story that was told season to season. Oh, I loved Mr. Bean. Also, I don't sure. know if that counts because that's again um, almost really a, a variety show style thing. But it follows all one character, so yeah, sort of. I also don't know that you can consider animation. Like I would say, no. Family Guy, I don't think is a sitcom. I think it's again, it's a cartoon. It's an animated show. Yeah. Um, oh, Married with Children. Oh, Married with Children. Also I like good. Married with Children a lot. Also good. Uh, news Radio was good for a while there. I like Enjoyed Modern news. Family a lot. Yep. Um. Uh, oh, Fresh Prince. I was. A fan I never of Fresh really Prince. liked Fresh Prince. That's fine. Carlton well, was way too dorky. <laughs> well, there you go, Glenn. There's your three of our top <laughs> favorites. <that laughs> you like how he asks us for lists, and we just start. Naming things. That's right. <laughs> These are things that we can reference. 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 I don't know. Uh, if you if you had to pick your favorite sitcom, what would it be? As a kid, it would have been like as a kid into college, it would have been Seinfeld. Owned all the seasons. Have seen each episode multiple times. Now, it's just four awful people being awful, and. You know, it's on 
uh, it's just I'm now on once again the Netflix, and I don't know that I'm going to watch it because it's just awful people being awful. I don't know that I would appreciate it now in the same way I appreciated it back then. That's uh, how I feel about Seinfeld. Like, yeah, I loved it back in the day, but now I don't know that I would put it on. Yeah. A top list. It would be on my top three because, again, I don't know another sitcom that yeah. I've watched every episode at least once, if not more than once. Um, I really we also liked did the first like two seasons, maybe three seasons of Veep. Veep sure. was real good. We didn't mention Shit's Creek. Shit's Creek is excellent. I enjoyed. Although uh, I think Shit's Creek almost doesn't count as a sitcom because it. It was more a dramedy at times. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it quite followed the, the, the sitcom style close enough. You know, it, this this isn't, I don't think, what Glenn meant. Um, but I've read multiple articles talking about kind of the death of the sitcom and that, you know, it's not on people right now. TV stations right now are not, they're not doing that. Like, you know, comedies are different things now than they were. You know, you're not getting that three camera sitcom like a fresh prince scrubs was real good i yeah there's a lot of these shows that i just didn't watch i would say faulty towers eh? mm, very good towers pretty good i'll say seinfeld but again that's you seem like a third rock from the sun kind of guy i enjoyed third rock i enjoyed some third rock from the sun (laughs) whatever happened to french stewart that's what i started in a direct-to-video sequel to the inspector gadget movie and that was the last I heard of him. I hope he figured out how to open his eyes. That's yeah, I don't think so. At some point in one of the direct-to-home video um, Home Alone sequels, he played Daniel Stern's character, I think. No. Yeah, basically. Home Alone 4. I think he's Taking Marv. back the house. He's Marv Merchants. Yeah. And the that other guy's ridiculous. not in it. Pesci's character's not even in it. It's weird. What's Weird. Oh, yeah, there's a female. Yeah. Yeah, not good. Missy Pyle. But they're doing a new Home Alone, and I'm like, why? Hey, if you want to do a new Home Alone, but it's literally 40-year-old Macaulay Culkin, like... Oh, well, yes. That okay, would be sure. awesome. I would watch the hell out of that. Uh, in 2013, I'd like you to watch this movie, please. In 2013... Uh, French Stewart was in 30 Nights of Paranormal Activity with the Devil Inside the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. I'm going to go ahead and pass on that one. It was direct to DVD. Who else was in it? Oh, I imagine nope. at one time a lot of people might have said the Cosby Show, but I have to I, imagine that has fallen down some lists. The Cosby Show is very good in those early seasons. I have seen those. But yeah, you can't mention it. I, I should also mention um, the Golden Girls. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. All right. Who's next? I would Danielle? have mentioned oh. Arrested Development. But Arrested Development. I don't think so. I think it's overrated. Never seen it. Again, I think it's overrated. Never seen it. And I think it's All funny because this- we started this conversation by you saying you didn't think I'd seen any of these shows. Meanwhile, you haven't seen any of them. And I've seen them all. I didn't think you'd like sitcoms. I just didn't think you were. Again. I didn't think you were a sitcom person. I spent too much time watching wrestling. I've watched, yeah. you know, I've watched every Survivor series, In but fairness, I have not seen. I hadn't seen most of those shows until the last few years. 
sure. where I binged all of them, usually while exercising, like on my elliptical, because mm-hmm. it's a convenient way to just spend 24 minutes with yep. turning your brain off. Yeah. So that's it. All right. Are we at Mitchell or Danielle? Probably the office. If I had to pick one, it's probably the office. But again, you can get rid of everything after Steve Carell left and it'd be fine. That's it. It's hard for a sitcom to stay. The last couple seasons of Seinfeld aren't great. No. The ending was terrible. But yeah. Even I, I stopped watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine mostly because I stopped exercising. Sure. But like I definitely began to feel it towards the, I'm in somewhere I think like season seven out of nine. The ninth one is like coming out now, I think. Yeah. And like I don't know when it happened, but probably somewhere around season five. I think I stopped enjoying it and I was just watching it because that's the thing I was doing. Sure. Not to say I wasn't enjoying it at all, but what I loved about it early on, I think it slowly kind of, you know, the sheen was gone. A lot of these, again, I understand you're trying to make money and all of that, but a lot of these shows should not be on the air for as long as they were. Schitt's Creek, to their credit, I think, what was it, six seasons? And then they were done. Yeah. And... You know, I got to the point where, you know, the there were some romances that finally got finalized. And I was like, and we had come to the end that season six hadn't come out yet. And I was like, I stopped watching and have not finished. But. All right. Interesting. Share again. Podcast at DDTWrestling.com. Share your favorite sitcoms. Uh, Who do you have next? I mean, Mitchell was first and we still haven't read it. So go for it. Mitchell Monroe Smash Bros. 101. So just as a quick follow-up to last week, I totally get where you all were coming from in terms of the core roster. As it stands, only 16 of the 89 fighters are not owned by Nintendo. I still maintain that it's an accomplishment for that many video game publishers to collaborate on the same project, and would challenge you to find one that rivals it. The only one I can think of is Fortnite, and those are all skins not individual characters. Um, There's definitely nothing in video games that rivals it. Like, I won't argue you on that. Um, But again, Nintendo has a lot of cachet in that industry. So um, again, I'm not not to say that to belittle the compliment, but it would be very difficult for any other company to attract the attention of other rights holders the way that Nintendo can with its platform and reach. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, PlayStation tried it with PlayStation. It was called All Stars was a game they tried to put out. I think that was back on the PS3. It was a fighting game. Yep. But, uh, you know, they don't they don't P- the PlayStation does not have that that deep bank of characters to pull from, as does Nintendo. Even yeah. though, And again, though, I mean, I will say six, only 16 of the 89 fighters are not owned by Nintendo. But again, and this is maybe just me you know, being a callous old man here, but I would say that only 16 of the 89 Nintendo owned fighters are relevant. The rest of them are just like faceless people from their various anime uh, style games. Uh, You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. A lot of them just aren't meaningful to me in the way that, you know, the very small core group of them are, you know what I mean? I, I don't know. I don't know. You have the Wii, you have the Wii Fit trainer. Right? Like who fucking cares? Yeah. You have a 
I don't know what the proper number of Pokemon is, but I will guess they have too many. Exactly. You know, I if put if a Pikachu can, in there, call it a day. If I grew up, I'm fine with Bulbasaur, Pikachu, Mewtwo, uh, Charizard. And frankly, I don't think any of them should be the earnest playable characters. I think you should have Ash in there, and he throws a Pokeball occasionally as one of his moves, and that's where they come in. That's how that should be done. No, that's fair. That's fair. Maybe Squirtle. And now I have eclipsed my Pokemon knowledge. Continue with Mitchell's email. Past that, I didn't emphasize it last week for the sake of getting to the question, but there are other ways series are represented besides fighters. I'll try to give you a few third-party examples of each. There's the Assist Trophy, which is an item you can get in battle that summons a character to do damage for you for a short while. Stay with me. Stay with me. Like Akira, Shovel Knight, and Shadow. There are me Fighter costumes, which are as they sound. Skins for your me that make them look like other characters. Some of these only cover your me in an outfit reminiscent of the character, like the Dragonborn, Doomslayer, or Morgana, and others make you look exactly like the character, but maintain the me fighter's moveset, like Bomberman, Sans, or Cuphead. And finally, you have spirits. These are the most plentiful, over 1,200, as they are simply stickers you collect through weekly challenges that can be equipped for boosts in certain modes once you've won them, thus easy to program. Some notable series represented are SimCity, Galaga, Monster Hunter, Tetris, and No More Heroes. Clearly, this still doesn't cover everything in the game. And clearly, even if it did, there would still be glaring omissions. As long as licensing deals exist and companies compete with one another, you'll never get a roster where every notable character in gaming history is included. But I do believe Smash Ultimate might be the closest we come. With that giant diatribe out of the way... What are some of your all's favorite ambitious crossovers? Can be movie, TV, gaming, books, whatever you'd like. Yeah, I don't disagree with the sentiment there. Again, as much as I'll nitpick about various things, um, yes, yeah, Smash Ultimate probably is the closest you'll ever come. I don't know that a lot of the stuff that Mitchell mentions is... is... Uh, this is a crappy way to put it is worthwhile like i'm sorry but stickers who gives a who cares about stickers but you're also talking to somebody who doesn't really engage in cosmetic items in games at all i don't care usually what my characters look like i don't care about equipping skins like i i i don't i don't care i've never cared about any of that i only care about things that change the way the game plays and I, <sighs> I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But again, I'm not going to pick it apart if because I know it's I know it's not for me. It's why I don't own a switch. It's why I didn't own a Wii U. It's you know what I mean? It's it's I, I never I didn't own a 3DS. Last Nintendo console I owned was a Wii. And honestly, I barely played it. Um, and I didn't own a GameCube or an N64 or a Super Nintendo. But I played a ton of Nintendo when growing up and Game Boy. But you know what I mean? It's like I get it. I'm I'm not that core audience, even though I am a big video game fan. Um, my nostalgia runs deep to the very beginning, but there's big gaps. You know what I mean? So I get it. I get it. Um, crossovers. 
the most ambitious crossovers. Um, I'm trying to think. There was a fan-made movie. Small thing. I don't think it was any longer than 10 minutes long. But it was just a fan movie crossover. Ghostbusters versus Freddy Krueger. And oh boy. I would love to get my hands on that video again. Because I remember enjoying the hell out of that back. Uh, in my early 20s. Talk about ambition. Stealing two major franchises from different movie companies and daring to film and release something with their copyrighted trademark materials right right in the title online. Oh, yeah, that's ambition. That is ambition. How about you, uh, I will. I will go with, um, take you back to 96, I believe, uh, and the Amalgam comic series in which Marvel Comics and DC Comics released a series of comic books that combined two characters. So you take Batman and you take Wolverine and you put them together and you get a character called Dark Claw. And so just the idea that these two pillars of the comic book industry would work together on this project, uh, I would say, again, sounds very ambitious. It didn't last long, uh, but... It was something cool. You had, you know, Dr. Doomsday. You had Spider-Boy, which is Superboy and one of the Spider-Man clones. You know, I just thought it was very cool. I haven't read all of them yet, but I am quite interested in it and will hopefully try to track it down at some point. Also, honorable mention to Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Very true. Very, very true. I wouldn't have thought of that, but excellent poll. Bob Hoskins. And I Just, think it's got to be like the only movie that has both Mickey Mouse and Bugs Bunny in it, right? I would think so. Has to. Yeah. And uh, Jessica Rabbit. Oh, yeah. And don't you forget Baby Herman. And again, uh, well, it wasn't Doctor. What's the villain's Judge. name? Judge Doom. 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 Christopher Lloyd. Just. Yeah. And the weasels, the, the weasel gang. Eating the heck oh, out. I got to watch that movie again. That's a good, good movie. movie. What a good movie. The dip. No, I mean, would you count Space Jam as a crossover? I don't think so, because it's really just Warner Brothers characters. Yeah. And, you know, what, and again, like, how do you feel about the Lego movie? Like, there's a lot of things oh. in there. but Yeah, the Lego movie is actually probably a good pull, too, for, for modern days. There's a lot of stuff in the Lego movie. Uh, and then, you know, Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, fuck combined. Kingdom Hearts. That sucks. <laughs> The only reason I bring up Kingdom, the only experience I have with Kingdom Hearts is when I'm waiting for GQ to show up and he's two hours late because he got distracted playing Kingdom Hearts and decided not to come hang out when he was supposed to hang out. I think the new Space Jam, which I didn't watch, is more of a crossover event. I think yeah. they've crossed over a lot of different Warner they, Brothers properties. They went and got a whole bunch of there was. I, I think it was I, really I, weird I believe, that they decided that Pepe Le Pew was too controversial of a character to include because, you know, he, he's foisting unwanted romantic advances on a cat. Um, but then they included all the gang members from A Clockwork Orange who literally rape people in the movie. They thought that was okay for inclusion, but not, but not the cartoon skunk. <laughs> I thought that was weird. I thought that was weird. You yeah. were saying? I'm sorry. I cut you off. As I, did. I 
that's no, I think I, oh, I was saying I watched the pitch meeting for uh, Space Jam 2, which was all I needed to see to be like, nope, I have no desire in ever seeing this movie. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, I would all be right. remiss as a horror fan not to mention Freddy versus Jason. True. Because that was two titans of terror coming together. And the sequel that we never got, but the comic book series we did get, Freddy versus Jason versus Ash. Uh, I enjoyed that comic book series quite a bit, and I wish they had made that movie. But yeah, Maybe someday. I doubt it. Okay. Moving on. Next email. Finally. Finally. Finally, we get this next email. We've been waiting for weeks. Finally, it's here. Danielle writes in with the subject line, spooky season ghost emoji. Hello. Sending in a quick email today. I've been subbing on average three to four days a week with Mondays off to focus on schoolwork and to attend class. I've so far enjoyed subbing for fifth grade and up with seventh graders being the best ones to work with. Today's DDT emails about Halloween and spooky season. Smiley emoji. Number one. Did you know that the last Friday of October is Frankenstein Friday? That's something I learned this week, and I'd like to know what monsters or fictional characters would you like to see have their own holiday? Are we going one by one? Sure. That's where the pretentious person would say, well, uh, Frankenstein technically is the doctor, and the monster is Frankenstein's monster. But I don't subscribe to that bullshit. As far as I'm concerned, Frankenstein's monster, you can just call him Frankenstein because he's Frankenstein's son. Therefore, he shares the surname Frankenstein, so you don't have to specify the monster. He's just Frankenstein, as far as I'm concerned. Um, I thought it was pronounced Frankenstein. You know, some, some people, some, some people do pronounce it that way. Okay. Um, and then the other thing with that, of course, is uh, Frankenstein... The doctor, Dr. Frankenstein, of course, really is the monster, isn't he? I would say so. So, you know, Frankenstein's monster is just Frankenstein. Correct. Yeah. So anyways, um, monsters or fictional characters you'd like to see have their own holiday. DC, I'm well, sure you've got a list a mile long. When is Superman Day? I don't know. I know that World Dracula Day is May 26th. Why? Uh, Why would that be in see. May? The uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula was published on May 26th, 1897. But when was uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula published? The porn parody. You can look that one up. I'll look up this one. <laughs> uh, Superman Day is June 12th. Huh. Um, in honor of the two creators, Siegel and Schuster. There's a Batman Day. I think, I think there should be favorite... going back. Oh, go ahead. Going back to a conversation from a week or two ago, I think there should be an Elvira day. Oh, are you sure there's not? I feel like there would be. I was going to say, I think the, I think the, I think the, the greatest monster holiday um, is probably Columbus Day, which of course just passed. So, wow, <laughs> you're not wrong, but still. right? Um, and now I'm looking up to see if there's an Elvira day. I'm sure there is somewhere. Right. Her hometown must have declared a day. Nope. There's somebody named Elvira day who passed away in 2017. Oh, well, uh, RIP. Uh, number um, two. Yes. Doc, Eric Whitaker made a song aptly named Godzilla eats Las Vegas 
and I randomly discovered this via YouTube at the end of September. Below is the link to said song. It's a YouTube link. I will listen to that. Oh, geez. We're never going to be able to do that. What are the top 10 spooky season songs of all time from all years childhood? Monster Mash. Move on. Until the next moment I get to send an email, y'all take care now. You hear? Big teeth emoji. Cheers. Danielle S. Um, um, I, I'm shocked that you think seventh graders are the best to deal with. You must have a different crop of seventh graders than any of the ones I know. Seventh graders, in my opinion, are monsters uh, and they bother me. Hmm. Um, thank you for the link to the Godzilla Eats Las Vegas. I will listen to that. Um, I'm trying to think of other. The thing with top 10 spooky season songs is, you know, in the past, we've done um, some Halloween spooktaculars of the sure. Sound Scary podcast where Remember myself and GQ, we do a whole segment on those spooktaculars where we each bring five songs and we did it two years in a row. So there's 10 songs from me, 10 songs from him. I would encourage you to go listen to those back episodes if you haven't, if for nothing other than those segments. And, and may I also state. Uh, Halloween's coming up. Stay tuned. Really? I, I will say no more. Really? I will say no more. We bringing him back in slowly? <laughs> slowly. You just tease him back in. <laughs> All right. Thank you for the emails, Glenn, Mitchell, and Danielle. That brings us, we teased it earlier, and I didn't spoil it this time. Doc Manson, what is your piece of positivity? Yeah, so earlier you were asking me if I could just not do anything tomorrow. What would I do? I would uh, put on some comfy pants. I would recline on my sectional on the chaise, and I would open up the cock and turn on Halloween Kills, which I believe releases tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken. And for those of us who don't know, what is that? Halloween Kills is the sequel to the 2018 Halloween sequel, reboot, soft reboot of the Halloween franchise, um, which was pretty good. Starring, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis and, um, you know, taking its cues from the first Halloween movie, a direct sequel to the first Halloween movie, ignoring the rest of the continuity of the series, which is not the first time that that's happened. (laughs) Um yeah, because technically Halloween one and Halloween two is its own continuity. Halloween three is its own continuity. Halloween one, Halloween four, Halloween five, Halloween well, Halloween one, Halloween four is its own continuity. Halloween one, four, five, and six is its own continuity. Halloween one, two, seven, and eight are its own continuity. And now Halloween 1 and Halloween 2018 is its own continuity. And of course, there's the Rob Zombie Halloween 1 and Halloween 2, which are its own continuity. How many continuities can you have in a single damn series? It's the stupidest thing I've ever heard of. Uh, But anyways, I'm looking forward to it. It should be a fun movie. I don't think 2018 was all that and a bag of uh, oats. You know, uh, GQ was falling over himself how much he loved the 2018 movie. And I do think it was very good. Um, but I didn't think it was quite that good. I thought it was a solid, a solid B, though. Definitely a solid B, B plus effort. But uh, even still, I enjoyed it quite a bit. And I am looking forward to the sequel. So 
I look forward to seeing that. I definitely look forward to seeing that. And if I had to spend a whole day, I guess I would probably go back, watch Halloween 1. I would watch Halloween 2018. And then I would watch uh, the sequel, Halloween Kills. Well, I look forward next week to hearing what you think. Because hopefully you'll have time. Hopefully. We'll see. How about you? What's your piece of positivity? It's an, it's, I don't know if it's odd. Um, so a while back, we were ordering from, uh, I don't remember where we ordered it from. Domino's? Or, um, no. Oh, that's good. Uh, I ordered a thing of uh, this kind of, you know, almost like microwavable pho. Hmm. Okay. And it's the Snapdragon Company. I believe it's the beef pho, although it has no meat. And it comes in these little plastic bowls. And there's a package of rice noodles. And then there's the soup base. There's a little bit of spices and things. And then there's a flavoring oil. And I tried one and it was fine with the rice noodles. And I was like, okay, this will work as a soup on those days when, you know, either I'm not in the mood to cook anything big. Um, But this week, I was in the mood randomly for bucatini pasta, which is a spaghetti length. It's a long strand, but it's got a hole in the middle, a small hole. So it's a thicker, kind of chewier noodle, which I appreciate. And on a whim, I was like, you know what? I'm going to make, I want some soup. I'm going to make this fuss. So I take, open the bowl, leave the rice noodles. Don't even bother with those. Cook up some um, bucatini. Throw out the flavoring oil, just do the soup base and the spices. And I got to tell you, it's amazing. I had it two nights ago and it was delicious. I had it last night when I got home from having to work late. I had already eaten dinner, but I wanted something else. So I made it again. It was delicious. And I got to tell you, I might have it again tonight, which is sad because I believe I'm down to just one bowl left. So I'm going to have to order some more. But I, you know, it's been long enough since I've been to uh, the good pho place that I can't really remember how much this tastes like that. But it is, it is all sorts of that salty umami goodness that you want out of a bowl of soup. And while today was today was a warm day, as it has been getting colder, you come home, you make yourself a bowl of soup. Life's pretty good. So it's a simple thing, but if you're interested, if you don't have a good pho place near you, maybe you want to try the Snapdragon Pho Company. I would recommend using regular pasta instead of the rice noodles. They're, to me, a little too soft, and they kind of just fall apart. But that's just me. So that would be my piece of positivity for the week. Maybe you overcooked the noodles. Probably. All right. Probably. Well, I'm glad I tried to, to follow. I tried to follow the directions on the package. Now I just do it my own damn self. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, we said we were going to do a shorter one, and technically we did because this will fall under an hour, but only just. So, you know, this is what a short show seems like here in the, the DDT experience. Doc Manson, anything else you'd like to say before we head out into that good night? If you'd like to have your thoughts read on the air, send us an email, podcast at DDTWrestling. Com. If you'd like to listen to our entire back catalog of 290 episodes, wow, 
Go to ddtwrestling.com, ddtpod.com, or on over to your podcast repository of choice. And finally, if you like what you've heard, and how could you? Head on over to patreon.com forward slash ddtwrestling to send just a little bit of financial support to DC and Doc. It helps us keep the lights on and the podcast train a chuga luggin. He is Doc Manson at Doc Manson, a beautiful man with beautiful facial hair. My name is DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. Uh, thank you for joining us. This is episode 291. I cannot believe it. Until we meet again, my friends, won't you be our bestie? That's totally going to be the title of this show. A shorter show this week. I love it.